Hello. Hey. There, this is looking... There is some shiny new kit around. We have had some upgrades. So you should be a little bit less echoey now. Uh, I think I sound okay. a little less echoey. Yeah, cool. yeah. This right. is some nice mic stuff yeah. I've got here. And yeah. also we got the choir. Oh, yeah, I was wondering who are they? Who okay, are they? so yeah, that's... The, what, what, what are they doing here? So that's Kim, Jen, Caroline, Susie B. That's Jamie, big drum guy. Dan, Keith, Susie F, Sam, Gwen, Sarah and Katie. Big drum guy? Yeah, we don't know his name. He just wants to be called Big Drum Guy. Anyway, oh, they're, okay. they're here for okay. the... So and, I'm, and working, I'm working on the new opening music. Ooh, new, yeah, yeah. new opening yeah, yeah. music. So we're right. going to give it a bash. So. Uh, okay. Now, we've been doing a lot of this, but I don't know. I think it might be a bit too much, but you need to let me know. Okay, right, everyone, right? Okay, and... Fantastic, nailed the landing, amazing. Right, what do you think? Is it, is it, is it a bit too much? Uh, maybe just a little bit. It's quite, it's quite overwhelming. Mm. Okay. Upgrades galore. Oh, Welcome man. to the Fantasy Film League. Uh, so, yeah. You've made my brain dribble um, out my ear with that. So, work in progress then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I we... can barely hear what you're saying. <laughs> that was so loud. You know, you've no idea the, the budget on that. I mean, in biscuits alone, that was a lot. That was the and, whole game. Uh, are they going to stay for the no, whole no, no, podcast? No, they're, no, no. I will put it on. I think we'll probably record it. That might be probably more efficient moving forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we've had some upgrades. I like it. We continue to work on that. I've uh, just nailed it. But anyway, um, we've been away for a bit, but we're back. Yes. And we've got a couple of things to talk about. Yes. So we've got um, we've got news to talk about with the uh, the new season of the podcast. I finally seen everything everywhere all at once. Oh, great! So nice one about that. Very good. And last time on the podcast, we talked about the films that never were. Yes. So we're now, uh, we're going to cover the films that never were. And I found some really weird films. And some of them were never made, but kind of got to the pre-production side. And some mm. of them were made and then shelved in a kind of a Batwoman kind of way. So we're going to... In, in a Blackbird kind of way? Except, well, because obviously no, Blackbird no. was never... <sighs> Black, it was shelved, but, but it actually fell off the shelf eventually. Black, Blackbird's an amazing film. Tom's going to tell on that. 
Right. Okay. But are you saying it's like a modern classic? And, it's or is it just too ahead of its time? It's we too just ahead don't of its understand time. it yet. The man's a genius. Right. Let's carry on with the news. Oh, and I've also fixed this. <laughs> That is a satisfying drop. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because I don't know how I managed to mess it up last time, but there is a there is an an uneven number of beats in the drop. It's like a, a prime number or something. It's, there's something wrong, <laughs> and I, I had to go back and fix it. So while I was fixing everything else, mm. um, I had to fix that as well. Ah, yeah. So yes. So the stings have all changed. We've got different stings. You've probably already noticed. Yeah, um, and everything's just a bit more. It's a bit more epic. We're a bit more like together. A bit, a little bit more organised now. I've after seeing the quality of Blackbird, I thought, you know what, I need to up my game. Yeah, it was inspiring, right? It was inspiring. inspiring. It was inspiring. Yeah. So we need to talk about our next season. Yes. Our festive season. Yeah. Oh, I Is like it the, the name. Season? That's a Is it, are we fabulous. Call it that? Because, I think we are now. Because it starts in November. Yeah. So it covers Halloween. It covers which apparently I still say funny. It covers Thanksgiving. Yep. It covers Christmas. New Year. Hanukkah. New Year. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa Festivus. All of them. All of them. I think, I think we were. I the think originally we were. We, we've been talking about calling it the holiday season, but the festive season the sounds festive mu- season. like ten times yeah. more good. So, uh, so we're we're recording this at the tail end of, or it's twenty second of October today. I've already seen. So there's a there's a state of uh, uh, state broadcaster. Sorry, I keep calling them state broadcasters. <laughs> no, um, uh, UK broadcaster has already started doing Saturday afternoon Christmas films, like you know the Hallmark. Wow. Now, don't watch them because they're terrible, but my mum loves them. But it's too early. Can we agree it's it's too early? Yeah, very much so. You have to get Halloween out of the way. And then in the UK, we have um, Fireworks Day, which is basically our excuse to love loads of fireworks because we don't get to do it in July like the Americans do. Um, And then once that's passed, then we can start the run to Christmas. But now, too soon. I've already seen Christmas adverts. I've seen people Oh, I hate it. My daughter started singing Christmas songs and she's been dealt with. So, (laughs) yes. Yeah, I think, uh, I I mean, okay, I'm going to have to lay this on the line. I've had, I've already had my first mince pie. What? And that was in September. Uh, But we've not gone back there. Uh, It was a bit of an aberration. Um, I mean, the mince pie is well loved in the Smith household. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Mrs. Smith just was sort of, had a moment of like lapse of judgment, shall we say? Yeah, but she's apologised. Okay, no, that's fine. And that's fine. Uh, but had, yeah, yeah, September for mince pies. I mean, why they're selling pie. them? Last oh, year, last year when you were here, we had mince pie hobnobs. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were amazing. I don't know why. I don't know yeah. where we got them from, but yeah. Okay, all right. So, but more importantly than all of these things is the fact that it's By the, far. the festive season. Yes. So the way that we traditionally run the game is it runs from January 1st to December 31st. Everyone's very clear on that and you make your money. The problem is, is that if films come out at the tail end of December yep. and, and they huge do. films, like all the Star Wars films, yep. all the Lord of the Rings films. Oh, Lord of the Rings. Sorry, I've also got a, this is a trap on, there's an audio trap on that. I've, I've what, was, what was that? I've you, programmed, you said Lord of the Rings and then Lord 
of the rings. So it was a callback to our, uh, you tried to replace Nicolas Cage. You tried to replace um, Viggo Mortensen with Nicolas Cage in, in, in the film. In, so in Lord now, of the Rings. I, Lord of the Rings. That happens every time I say Lord of the Rings. Don't keep saying Lord it. Lord of the Rings. Wow, so, it's, it's accurate. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 on the, it's on the case. Yeah, so just, yeah. just be careful. It's, just, it's, just, it's a reminder, the fact that you nearly made... A okay, colossal yeah. mistake. Never forget. Never forget. Yeah. Because okay. it, we could be living. We obviously we're only living in a universe where the man with the golden gun wasn't wasn't performed by Lulu. Yeah. Performed by Alice Cooper, and that's on you. But you nearly because I listened to that episode a while back, and you were like that close to swapping out Viggo Mortensen with Nicolas Cage, and we had to, I had to normally I don't step in, but I, I had think to step I, in and stop. I, I think we did did dodge a bullet there. I mean, Huge. I'm glad that every. We, I'm we glad that the, we the, didn't dodge a budget, but you dodged a bullet. I'm glad that the other changes I made haven't sort of created some sort of cosmic imbalance and that everything is very stable in the world. Because I was worried yeah. that there might be like unintended consequences, right. like, you know, sort of, you know, you know, you can never see, tell what's happening. That we might go into a sort of a period of like really weird instability because right. of all of the things that yeah, have changed. I, I, I still I'm think glad that, that hasn't happened. I, I still yeah. think that may have been Legion though. Mm. Well, I mean, yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, anyway, anyway. I'm, I'm still a bit scared. Yeah, we all are. Um, so, where were we? Oh yeah, I was talking about Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings! Um, and then, uh, right, sorry. Uh, yes, so big films that come out in December, yes. they, don't oh, get, yeah, yeah. they don't get the festive season. The festive season. So yeah. we've adjusted it so you can play a mini game this, this year. And we're going to continue doing this for a while. So you can, if you've put your year cast in, you put your one and done cast in, and you just think, you know what, there's just a not enough fantasy film league in my life. I need a bit more. You can play a short game, so exactly the same rules as the main game, except it only runs for three months. So you yeah. can just go, you can go death or glory on us, and you can go. You know what? I think that Michael Flatley film is going to do huge. I'm going to go all in. And if you are mistaken, which which you were mistaken, then um, it's not going to throw out your whole year. You can win a little mini season, and you can kind of move on. And also, if you're a new player, it's a really good way of jumping in. Um, trying which, it out yeah jumping in trying it out playing the game seeing how the whole thing works and then you know if you've missed the january 1st start date which obviously temporally speaking you have because not everyone has a time machine then you can play a mini game get the hang of it and jump in but the other thing that we thought was interesting is that because of all these films come out so this year the big film well i say the big film the the film that's going to come out in december is going to be avatar the way of the water i like the uh the, you have the interpretive it. dance you have to do it that uh, way yeah we, you are legally required to do oh, that. okay now i still think that um uh the david harbour uh Santa Claus. Have you seen the trailer for that, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've seen the trailer. It's utterly amazing. Uh, we're going to see. I think that will outperform Avatar. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> I think that's going to do a better job than Avatar. I think. But... I think that's a beautiful. That is the. That is the universe I want to live in. I'm not sure it will come to pass. It will be uh, in this universe. Sadly, was it, was it called uh, Silent Fright or something? Silent... Uh, Violent Night. Violent Night. So. Um, Violent Night. Yes. So uh, I showed it to Mrs. Smith. <laughs> And uh, uh, with like no context, so yeah. went, oh, here's a movie that's coming out around Christmas. My birthday's around Christmas. So I'm thinking maybe we could we go, see go see it for my birthday. Rather than Avatar, you, you like, The Way of the Water. Indeed, right? You like David Harbour. She's like, who's David Harbour? You know, a chief Man, from, from, from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I really like, he's really great. Okay, watch this. Great. And by halfway through, she was laughing out loud. And before the end of the trailer, she was like, I am in. 100%, 100%, 100% We're seeing in. this yeah. film. 
Anyway, I, I do worry that they put all the best bits in the trailer. Doesn't but matter. Then, then it's just a beautiful trailer, and we can go back an, and watch it again. It's an amazing trailer. And the thing, my big question about that film, we're going off topic again. We need to focus. Um, my big question about that film was: is, is it actually Santa, or is it a guy who's just dressed up as Santa? But it's not. It's the actual, actual Santa because he lands on the roof with the reindeer, and he he, he teleports down into the chimney to deliver the presents and then he gets shot up by guys at machine guns and then it all kicks off and then so, and then it's time for season's beatings <laughs> and that was the point where i nearly spat my drink I, over I, the computer it's so rare that you, you see people do the, the spit take right yeah so close to genuinely oh, doing that it was it was, it was <laughs> anyway so i think that film's going to be huge and i want so the, the whole point of this is if a film does come out in December, we, we yeah. always, we've always give said, it a run. We've always said that you need like four weeks of it to be in the box office. Yeah, to make your money to back. To make your money back on the, on the investments yeah. you've made. And obviously if a film comes out on the 15th of December, you've only got two weeks and then you're knackered. But now this way you can yeah. run it through and you'll allow it, you to do it. So like Star Wars, I think one of the Star Wars is, is, is came out like like the 22nd of yeah, came out yeah. like really yeah, well, at the end of week, December yeah, like just and before then, Christmas you know was obviously huge for two weeks and then ran for another four weeks in the box office and that was great um, but it, you, you couldn't really play it for all it was worth you couldn't yeah you and because couldn't, the stars are usually reassuringly expensive because they're like an obvious buy because yes, it's very, just like you know oh Star Wars went to number one in the box office who'd have thought you know uh, we, they have to be pro- priced accordingly, accordingly. right Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm excited because this is the first time we've had a season that, that's gone across a year boundary. We've always sort of stayed, yeah. you know, like we're, we're not within, gonna, within the mean, boundaries. We're of, happy that that's not going to break anything, right? And when I mean anything, I mean... Uh, we've never done it before. Oh, it should be fine. fine. You, know, fine. you know, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. So nothing. Okay, cool. Probably. Um, so, yeah, so that's something to look out for. So that starts on... Um, November 1st, so we'll probably try yeah. and send out an, an alert. It'll be first, for, for the officially first, first Friday within November, whatever whatever date that is, quick, everyone. Please to the calendar. To the calendar. Uh, that will be Friday the 4th there of we go. November. Yeah. And, so it, and it'll run until the last full week that's inside December, so it'll be definitely be finished, before, and it'll be the, thir- the Thursday. It'll be Friday the 30th of uh, December. Or, th- or more technically midnight on the 29th of okay. Thursday the 29th. Cool. It's almost like I understand how this works at quite it's a, a fundamental like level. Okay. Um, do we need to talk about reviews? We probably do. But we uh, need to, yep. Do we need to fire up the uh, epic music first? Uh, always. Okay, well, let's give you Sting 1. just developed and I've got the fade out to it. It's almost as if I've sat down with a piece of editing software and read the manual <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than just go stab buttons not working. So yeah, um, obviously I couldn't I, obviously I'm not allowed to say legally what editing software I use, but it's really good and everyone should buy it. Um, this pod, this, this podcast, this is, not podcast? Sponsored, <laughs> is not sponsored by anyone who does whatever it is that I do. I speaking of universal breaking stuff Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ah, finally got to yes. see it. A couple of yeah, weeks back, I yeah. finally found a showing. So, um, Oh, so you went to a yeah, big yeah. screen to yeah, see yeah. it? Yeah, so, um, oh, Lovely. I'm yeah. super worried that uh, by this point, like, you know, uh, I've gushed about it 
Estelle has gushed about yeah. it. Uh, everyone has gushed about it, and you'll see it, and your expectations will be too high, and it can't possibly meet them. It was actually really good. Oh, I good. Really, I really liked it. But the thing I really liked about it was that, um, first of all, I didn't realise the husband was short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I know! And Data, who was in The Goonies. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Him. So it, it, I think his voice, he's like in his, he's like nearly 50 or I something, know. and his voice is exactly, exactly him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and it was just, it was really big. So for, for those of you who don't know, this, this film came out, and it came out with, it came out roughly the same time as the whole Doctor Strange thing, because it was another mm. multiversal yes. madnessness. Yes. And um, that was this year. That it was this year. So it long was, ago. I know. But um, it did really well on. Zero publicity. Yeah, Went zero for weeks marketing. and weeks, and weeks like, like it was hanging around for eight, ten weeks. Yeah, something it like was that, which is for ages. And Michelle Yeoh yeah. has also turned up in. Um, she was in the Minions as a voice, and she also she, turned up in something else as well. She had well. a good year. She's had a really good Should year. I go look it up. I on think the... Michelle Yeoh is probably is investment wise. I think she's probably given us the highest level of oh. return. Oh yeah, and she wasn't like super expensive no, either. No, I mean because pr- like the year before, because she was in, was it like uh, Crazy Rich Asians? But she that was, was in Crazy Rich Asians. That was not and this she year. was in Last Christmas as well because she was the owner of the Christmas shop, which and that film wasn't great. She was in Last Christmas. She was the owner of the. What? She was San, She was she was Chinese Santa, and she was really funny. Um, even though that film wasn't very good, and unfortunately, I five minutes into that film, I guessed the big twist because I do. Mrs. B went and saw that on her own purely because she knew that it would annoy me and I'd probably lean over and go, I see dead people. No, and she went on her own because her going on her own would annoy no, you. Me, or no, me, if The fact you that went, if I went with her, it would annoy you. her. Right, okay, so, okay. And also, it's not like she went and saw it with the girls. It's not like it? a revenge film. It's like, ha, ah, I saw that film that you wanted no, no, to see. No, no, but she no, sat down right, with okay. me and she said, she said, okay, well, watch this film. I said, okay, I'll watch it. And I'll sit down and we, you know, crack open a bottle of wine. And we started watching it. And about five minutes in, I went, yeah, it's this thing. And you just went, oh, she went, right, fine. That's why you're not allowed to come to the cinema. Anyway, Michelle Yeoh's had a great year. Legion only shows the last four films. So I can't see what she was in before. Actually, no, hang on. I've just worked out. I can. I was thinking I can't find out what she was in before because there's, she's got some upcoming. But you're going to love what uh, when you find out what she's in. What's she, what's she hang on, hang on. Shang Chi. That was what she. Oh, was she was in. Yes, of course. She right? was the aunt in Shang Chi. So that was the beginning of the year. Of course she was. So she was. She was. She got a really nice bump at the beginning of the year. She's been in Min- Minions, which is still running in the UK box office at like number nine. So she's got that, that and that's just obviously going to give us a little bit of and a little bit of. So there's something else before the end of the year that she's in, and I'm really? telling you know. It's not Violent Night. Oh, you, oh, you see, if it was Violent Night, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Go on. She's in Avatar. The Way of Way the Water. Way of the Water. Why did my arms move when yes, I said that? it's involuntary now. You have to That's do it. Weird. So she's going to be in Avatar. The Way of the Water <laughs> yes. as well. She, stellar year for her. She's had an amazing year. In fact, year. like, because I, th- I think Shang-Chi was, la- was it last year? It was year? last year. But again, because it came out at the tail end of, it came out in December, so it would have ran over to January. So ah, if you started yeah. the year, if you're one and done yeah. and Michelle Yeoh in it, you have done very, very well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yes. Uh, so it came out at the same time as Doctor Strange and the yep. Multiverse of Madness, but it's also a dimensional hopping alternate. Multiverse. Multiverse. Like seeing multiple copies of the same person. Thing. And if you jump somewhere else, you get their skills and you kind of go, whoa, I know Kung Fu. Um, and it's really weird and really nice. But I found out that all of the special effects were done by nine people. And none wow. of them have previous VXF. What? 
They all had to learn. They all, to, like me, they had to read the manual and work out how to do it. Respect. So, because yeah. it was really cheap to put together. And now we know why, because they didn't have like a thousand VFX they didn't artists. Have, like, industrial light and magic, magic yeah. on speed dial. So apparently the whole thing was kind of just like hammered together by just. I'm even more impressed. It's amazing. So considering it's an original film, yeah. it's a little bit of a highbrow concept. Wow. It does the multiversal madness a bit better than frankly Doctor Strange did. Yeah. And it probably was made with the budget that, that Marvel would do for, I don't know, promotional coasters. Or like Cumberbatch's hair Cumberbatch's hair, which- Hairs, because he had multiple different hairdos. He did, oh yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole yeah. Spanish world, the whole mm, do. Mm. But yeah, so it was really good. It was really weird. But really kind of go. It's yeah. so much film. That's when I came out, I felt like yes. I've watched three or four films worth of, of stuff films, in yeah. one film. It's so dense. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And, and I, I have to kind of pay attention. I, when we when we were flying when uh, Family Smith were flying back uh, from holiday this year, uh, uh, my daughter was watching it. No, my son was watching it. He hadn't seen it. I went to the that was it. My daughter really wanted to see it when it came out. So we went and saw it. But my son hadn't seen it. He was watching it and on the, the on the seat. Yeah, this is the seat screen. I'm trying to watch the unbearable weight of massive talent, talent, right? And I'm enjoying it, but I keep my eyes just keep like drifting over, and I keep seeing like the, yeah, like just or like you know short round, uh, you know, winning a kung fu fight using a bum bag. Into an aquarium, big stones out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And just goes and, 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 or, or the scene with the the accounting awards. Uh. Yeah, those accounting <laughs> awards looked odd. right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it just couldn't help but just sort of sort of like have my like gaze go across and just like and just laughing. It's very funny. It's, it's very, very weird. Funny. It's very wacky. And and but there's definitely bits of like. Wow, what you it's like outrageously funny. It's like you you went there. Yeah, <laughs> that's I saw that thing and I thought maybe this would happen, but no, no one would ever do that. Oh no, you're going yes. to do that. It's yeah. it's weirdly darkly comic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so if, was... if it, just I think people, if you haven't watched it, give it a shot. You might. I can imagine it's sort of thing that some people might absolutely hate, but I think you just you're not going to see more film. I, uh, yeah, I'd say you know, if you if you, this year, if you right. watch The Matrix and you could handle the concept of two different realities, and then if you watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and you you thought, yeah, okay, I'll get the hang of that, then yeah, it's kind of dimension hopping, and it's it's but interesting, I think, but it's well done as well. I think where it goes with it is exactly where you should go with yeah. multiverse, right? Yeah. In terms of like, well, if you've got the freedom of the multiverse, what does that really mean, yeah. right? And it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually got some really deep sci-fi, like hiding in like wacky people with sausage it's, fingers. It's, it's proper hard <laughs> sci-fi, yeah. No, it's really good. So, yeah, um, yeah. And on the flip side of the coin, Black Adam is coming out ah, this weekend. Yes. And I, I was planning on seeing it on Tuesday on my own. And I mentioned this to Little B yesterday and she was just like, uh, what? No, I want to see this. And I was like, <laughs> really? And she's like, yeah. So I've now had to change my weekend. So we're going to go see it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but she watched the the trailer for it. I went, I recognise that guy. And I went, yes, that's The Rock. That's Dwayne Johnson. Oh, yeah, he was in Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I like yeah. him. So she's announced that she's now coming. So we're yeah. going to see that tomorrow. So ah, okay. I'm out. super interested because I, I because we were looking at it last time and I really weren't quite sure where it would go. It, Is there any sort of buzz around it? It, it is. Because uh, now that it's close. It, this has, this entire film has been manifested into, into existence by the will of Dwayne Johnson. 
Right. He basically went, I want to make Black Adam. And everyone went, what? Who's Black Adam? Is, is he the... I've never heard of that guy. And they were like, no, the guy in the comics. And I'm like, no, don't know. Mm. And then they went to DC and went, I'd like, to, I'd like you to give me all of the money to make the film. And they went, okay, fine. Yeah. Could, yeah, so, uh, uh, Mr. Johnson, yes. who's, who's like last 20 films have all been have all wildly successful. Exactly. <laughs> and they kind of went, okay, so it's an obscure DC character, so no one's going to lose their mind about it if we make it wrong. It's not going to have to get Jack, Zack Snyder involved, so we're going to have to, we can avoid all those crazy people on the internet. It's probably not going to be super dark and everyone's going to do this. It's just going to be like, you know, explosions and stuff and it's got Dwayne Johnson in it mm. yeah and let's just put it into the quick risk calculation beep boop beep boop 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 here's all of the money in the world so yeah um, I think it'll do okay I'm I hearing sli- I'm hearing slightly positive things about it right like I don't think it's, it's not a train wreck <laughs> I don't think it's on en- under any illusions of being anything more than uh, here's your bucket of popcorn now please enjoy the next two hours of explosions it is it is definitely it. at the grumpier end of the uh, oh, Dwayne still, Johnson range it's still, it's still DC so it's still going to be oh. dark I mean <laughs> come on I mean you know I mean it's and called Black Adam it's called right? Black Adam and, it's not called it's and not he's, called he's, he's walking around in a completely black, black suit <laughs> with a giant lightning bolt and yes. destroying things I, I, so. obviously how does this tie in with Shazam now Shazam yeah. is really good I don't good know film, but and I, I'm going to try and definitely get... at the light end of the oh, DC, yeah. uh, but thing. also yeah. again hasn't had a real link to anything except for the the actually that isn't Superman Superman cameo at the end of Shazam because hmm. Henry Cavill doesn't turn up just someone who looks like him from the neck down turned up <laughs> which was a bit of a oh, really um, maybe because he was sporting a giant moustache couldn't the they have time. just like deep faked in I uh... don't know they tried that with his moustache and we all we've all seen that deep, travesty deep tash deep tashed um, um yeah so i don't know it's uh, i think it might it might be okay so that's that's to see um and then kind mm. of just generally trying to catch up on stuff um well, please please uh, report back on discord because i am um i was i was going to try and go and see ticket to paradise with julia robertson and okay George Clooney, yeah but frankly i've seen the trailer <laughs> do you feel you've seen the movie I, now i honestly or, uh... think i've seen the film i actually yeah. i i someone said it to me the day and i said oh, i've seen it and then have you and i went no, no, I haven't. But I've seen the trailer, and I think, I mean, unless your like, brain has just interpolated all of the bits in that it, you need, it's right? Given, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I basically looked at it and went, yeah. From what I hear, it is entirely predictable, but well, but, but, but well like it's done. like nice people looking lovely yes, in a beautiful, in a beautiful part location. of the world, right? George, George yeah. Clooney being being suave, as, exactly as suave as hell, and Julie Roberts going, Julie Roberts, how old Julie Roberts now? Is she? Damn. That's basically it. I think if you just want like a nice, yeah, unchallenging, gentle, pleasant gentle movie, romantic comedy. Yeah, I think that's, it's yeah. that's exactly where it's at. And I think maybe right now, quite a lot of people Sometimes could 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 you know like that. It's the film we need, not necessarily the film we deserve. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, I might try and see it. Actually, it's it's still going, but um. My local cinema is just, just, I've complained about this. I've, this is the hill I've chosen to die on today. My local cinema, who I'm, I still haven't named them, but I will at one point, are doing really stupid things. With, like, I want to go and see Amsterdam. Yes. Gone. Christian Bale. Yeah, gone. Yeah. It's already gone. It's already I heard it, would, it, it would did not well received. Not well received, but I still wanted to go and it see it. It looked interesting. But it went, oh, you can see it. There's two times you can see it. It's half 11 in the morning, and you go, well, that's not going to work on a Wednesday, or half past nine. And he went, no, that's what? No, can you put on like seven o'clock or half seven? Um, and I missed see how they run. 
Mm. Which ah. I really wanted to see. I think that might still be out, but not, not at your local not cinema. Not in my local cinema, no. Ah. Not the one that's three. I could go and see it in Hemel Hempstead. Yeah. I don't even know where Hemel Hempstead is. <laughs> right? But Do it's, you know what? Strange enough, I drove through it the other day. <laughs> well, there's a cinema there, and you can see see how they run there, but I'm going to have to yeah, go there to see it's it. It's not exactly close. No, it's not. It's somewhere between twenty five and 250,000 miles away, <laughs> depending on where we are. Yeah, no, it's all a bit wibbly wobbly over here. Yeah, oh, orbital right. velocity and oh, all that kind yeah, of exactly, stuff, right? Exactly, it's all a bit strange. Um, yeah, so, right, anyway, I feel that we've gone off topic. We need to talk about other films, but we need to talk about films that didn't exist. That okay, kind of. Oh, that was a stingy sting of that stingness. Bit high energy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Ooh, that didn't hex me up. That kind of that kind of came yeah. in quite hard there. I wasn't entirely sure for that. Um, so we uh, right. Whoa, blimey. Okay, I'm really upgrades are great. Oh. I've got one um, We talked last time about some films that didn't make it, and we I think this was when the whole back woman thing was around mm. and they made the film, they've completed the film, they've done the special effects, and they've basically gone, yeah, nah. And they shelled it. it and been... which Batwoman was this? Who was it? It was a new Batwoman. Oh, like oh, like recently. Yeah, 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 film. yeah. Because I was pretty sure I remember some. There was a there was a there was a TV show, yeah, which was not good. And then, but this Batwoman film has been completely filmed. Michael Keaton's in it as Batman, and you go, uh, what? Yeah. And they basically went, yeah, no. Really? Yeah. So they basically, it's they they reckon that they spent about seventy. Million. So how on earth? Seventy million. Million, and they've basically written it off because why? Well, that's the is thing. it is it that bad? Well, you see, this is the whole thing. Did you not? Did you not see this story? This is this this was a like the internet like set on fire. I, I've been trying to sort of not pay too much attention to the internet recently. Oh, the internet's great. You should check the internet. Twitter, Twitter's great. Um, if you want two sides of every opinion. And right. then everyone shouting and everyone else. It's great. It's like a dumpster fire. Anyway, so what happened was Warner Brothers made... So Warner Brothers has just been bought by Discovery Network. So it's, Discovery like the, the, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, Discovery. So they've, so they've merged. Obviously. Yeah. Um, and they were filmed Batwoman. Um, and it was directed by the two guys who did Bad Boys for Life. Okay. No? No. Forever? For real? For real. They did the they did the third Bad Boys film, but called it had the four in there instead, which was yeah. confusing because I thought it was Bad the Boys for Life. The Bad Boys yeah, for yeah, Life, but for it life, wasn't yeah. four is in the number four. They should have it should have been Bad Boys three, and then the fourth one should have been called Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, but I'm getting off topic again. We're getting off topic a lot today. Where was I? Batwoman. So yes. they filmed Batwoman. It was all set. It was ready to go. They'd pretty much done all the effects. It was just needs to obviously the next step of once you finish the film it goes to post production does all that bit that's been yeah, done color grading all that, that bit all that yeah. bit's been done and then the next bit was you know you please insert an additional fifty million for marketing, marketing. junkets blah 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 merch, size of bus size of bus poster thing, going on the Graham Norton show talking about it yeah release they got to that point and just went nah and shelved it wow. because I think the thinking wow. was they didn't think that it was good enough for a cinema release. And the, I think the original intention was it was going to go straight out on HBO Max, which is right. the, the US subscription channel, which yep. they had a real problem with because this is the people who did, during COVID, they did the simultaneous cinema and HBO Max release, which means right. if, you were, if you were nefarious and wearing an eye patch, when June came out on Friday, you could watch it 
at home because you could yar download um you could watch it on saturday and and um dennis yeah. Villeneuve went crazy about it because he went you he have to see this in the cinema if you don't see this in the cinema and you either pirate it or you watch it on hbo mac it won't count and they won't yeah. let me make a part two. Oh, and by the way this film's only a part one everyone goes uh to the cinema so yeah. thankfully they got over that but anyway Yes, so, because the most important thing about Dune 1 was that you saw it in the cinema so that the low-frequency bass could liquidise your internal <laughs> organs. This is the bit where the, the guys do the throat singing in the rain. And yeah. the guys, and they go, <laughs> it's like, I need some like incontinence pants because this is like having Brand bad effects. <laughs> uh, the best thing about, about seeing Dune in the cinema is it went, Dune! And everyone went, oh, and it goes, part, part one. one. Everyone goes, ah, oh, choice! Yeah. So, yes. Anywho. Anyway, rewind Batwoman so yes. they basically they haven't given a good reason the, the, the thinking is it wasn't good enough but everyone kind of went with it well actually it was it was fine hang on this is who put Morbius out yeah well <laughs> right. it, was, it was Sony yeah. in fairness but, oh okay yes. fair enough yeah so the thing is like oh wow okay yeah. fair enough so anyway this Standards. started me thinking about other films that basically didn't make it yes now there's some films that so we've talked about a few of these in the past mm. Yeah. Um, but there are some films that basically got to the point where they, so you, again, without going through the whole intricacy of it, you do pre-production and that's when you do, um, you attach a director, you start working on the script, you start putting some concepts um, together, you start looking at the, the, the set design, the costumes, you haven't actually built anything yet, but you're putting together the look and feel of that. So you'd hire artists. So for example, Darren Aronofsky tried to make June in the 1970s mm. and they got Salvador Dali on board to mm. do some of the concept sketches. And I've seen some of them so and they are absolutely bonkers. bananas. Absolutely but bonkers. they spent a good couple of million to get to that stage yeah. before someone yep. went, yeah, nah. Yeah. But the problem then is you now own the rights to the film. So you buy the, so, okay. Oh, right. This is a film school economics. Film school economics one hundred and one. But I, this is all kind of fits in with how we play the game. So it's it's kind of interesting to know. So you basically you you find a story, probably one that you haven't written yourself. You secure the rights to that story, and then you have that right those rights for a certain amount of time. So you'd buy, say, you'd buy June, and you'd have it for like say seven years. And if you don't right. make a film within seven years, the rights would revert back to the owner. Right, because that's just how that's the how owner the thing works. That's how they put the contracts together. Exactly. Because they don't it. want it to just if you had it in perpetuity, then your story Precisely. might just so, never be made. Into so you write you write a book, I buy the rights of the film for you for is one. Is that what they call like optioning it? Yes. So right. okay. optioning it is is potentially bagsying the sequel rights as well. Uh, so okay, right. you write a book about... I hear, the, I hear these words sort yes. of fly So you write a book about a wizard who goes to school. And yes. I go, that sounds great. Yes. I'll, I'll option that for a film. And you go, cool. It's going to cost you a million dollars for it. Oh, because you've got the option yeah. of Yeah. So uh, I'm going to buy that yeah. for a million. And I also would like the first dibs on any right. any secondary books that you're going right. to write about this wizard who goes to school. But I've got five... And now you've got enough money to buy a literal castle. <laughs> So I pay you a million for that. So, yeah. um, and then after five years, I failed to make the film because apparently no one's interested in Wizards who go to school and it's very difficult to film. And I then, the rights revert to you. You don't have to give me the money back. I've now sunk a million into this, into not this That must film. be a lovely place to be. Exactly. <laughs> so, and this will come back to in a minute because this, this is a very long walk um, mm -hmm. to get to my point. But 
um, they automatically revert back and there's nothing that you can do about it. So if you haven't released a film by then, then the rights revert yep. back and that's going to come up later when we talk about other things and okay. a lot of the stuff about what was done with Marvel in the 1990s. Got it. So the only problem with that is if you, if you try and make the film and you spend all the money on it and you've already sunk two mil into it and it hasn't worked and then you need to rewrite the script, get a new director and redo the vision of it, your film's now sitting with a two million deficit Negative. in the bank because yep. you've wasted all this money on hiring that guy and that bloke to do the drawings yep. and actually it didn't work because it was bananas and now you have to redo it so now your film now becomes more expensive because you have to recoup the money that no one's ever going to see in the first place and the thing becomes a vicious cycle and at some point you need to go you know what let's just leave it yep you write off your you write it off sunk cost away. right that's exactly. what they call it right you're never going to get it back yep it's a sunk cost and you yep. know it may, may be a great film we went so some of the films on this list are films that were made and never released yeah and one of them is really really terrifying like you kind of go ew and i'm gonna have to talk about it but it's going to involve me talking about kevin spacey but, but they kind of exist somewhere but in some they exist vault. somewhere yes but they wow. haven't been released for for what will appear to be really good reasons. So somewhere that woman is sitting on a disc, on a hard drive somewhere as a finished film. And if I find, you find that you could push play, you could watch it and you go, yeah, it's all right. But it's never going to be released because it's officially been written off. Now, this isn't the first thing that happened. Charlie Chaplin did this in like the 1930s. He made a film wow. and didn't like it and basically just went, I'm going to write off. So if you don't release it, you can write off it you can write oh, the thing off on for tax, tax. purposes. Oh, so as a loss. So yeah, oh, you write it off as a loss. Now I then, understand. But the thing is, it has to, it never, it can never see the light of day yeah. if you write it off. So Batwoman, if it's written off, will never be viewed by anyone. And it's not like where someone's going to do a little So cheeky... would they keep it in the vault or will they just shred it? Technically, they'd probably shred it because yeah. if it did get released, it they would. They get well. They could never release it. The only way that it, anyone would see it is if it was pirated. At which point, they don't make any money off it anyway, anyway and everyone yeah. gets to watch Batwoman for free. Which yeah. so, but that's okay. that's the thing. So, ooh, right. Do we need a break? Uh, yeah, because this has been pretty intense. Let's yeah. uh, quick breather. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll need to find some very epic sting music. <laughs> that was i was like i recognize this and then it was like oh there's more there oh there's my god more. Oh, yeah. i'm so used to hearing like the short version, <laughs> the version. i was like <laughs> so uh but this whole conversation started because you mentioned tim minchin last time yes you mentioned tim minchin australia and i went yeah, yeah. i'm aware he's australian well it yeah it's it I, I went back and looked up i in my head i thought the film was called uh australia it's, it was actually going to be called larrikins Larrikins. Which is an Australian term for like uh, like uh, cheeky uh, blighters. He okay. says, slipping into a bit of a... Urchins. Yes. Ruffians. Yeah. How would Boris Johnson put it? Oh, yeah. Larrikins. Cheeky blighters. Right. No, yeah. In, in, in Australia, you would okay. say larrikins. Okay. Um, and so in... So for those who don't know, Tim Minchin is a sort of uh, a musician and comedian and uh, sort of gained some fame in Australia and the UK touring. Big hair, eyeliner. Uh, yeah, and um, he's one of those uh, 
mu rare musical comedians whose the songs are actually good songs, as well as being funny. Because there's, okay. there's like a whole strata of musical comedians where the the the, the, the songs are funny, but they're just not particularly great songs. Right, they're okay. usually like so a, they're, so they're a pastiche very, or something. They're very like, yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, also, good songs, songs funny. very funny. But he's doing Matilda. Yeah, and then he where he really kicked off and became sort of went to the next level was he did. Uh, the musical version of Roald Dahl's book Matilda, Matilda, which was a film back in the 90s with Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman yeah, yeah, and so yeah. on and so on. He did the musical version, wildly successful. That kind of put him into a visibility globally, I think. Okay. And then he, in 2013, um, moved his family to LA to start work on an animated uh, film, Larrikins. Larrikins. It's going to be a musical. So okay. right, he's got four. So he's got right, chops, yeah. And you know, they, they can trust that he can like, bang out some tunes. Uh, and then stick them all together into a story. And it's going to have like this stellar Australian cast. So we you know, headed up with like Hugh Jackman, Margot Robbie, Nicole on and on. Yep. Yeah, all the Australians basically. Yeah, yeah. All five of them. <laughs> yes, yeah. Everyone Russell who's Crow, ever... even though he's yeah. from New Zealand, but everyone probably thinks he's from Australia. Exactly. Everyone yeah, yeah. who's approximately uh, everyone regarded. Everyone who's antipodean. Yeah. I'm with you. And so, yeah, uh, he started off just as writing the songs and like, you know, being involved creatively. Then he stepped up to become co-director. And this is animation, so it takes ages. So yeah, yeah. wind forward four years to 2017. Right. DreamWorks, which is the company, you know, the the uh, people putting the studio, putting the money behind yeah, it, yeah. the studio. Sorry, well, I can't even think of the word studio. It's okay. You've had a very weird day. Yeah. They get, mer they merge, this is a repeating thing, yeah, yeah. with uh, Comcast. Yes. And suddenly someone pulls together a spreadsheet and out of nowhere, four years in, they just can it. Done. Yeah. Thanks very exactly much. Over, overnight, gone. And uh, now what was interesting is he turned this into his, into a um, uh, part of one of his, uh, he, he went back to doing like comedy shows and yeah. touring and he, he did a, a tour called Back where he's, he, you know, after being like years away doing musicals and yeah. stuff, he went back to doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, musical because comedy. he needs to pay the bills now because he's now not being paid to make the film he's been working on. Exactly, the exactly. And he talked about like how, you know, he felt like, like devastated because he put four years into his life. There was 120 people working on the film. They yeah. all got fired, yeah. right? And like, he felt and like that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, overnight. He got, he felt really responsible. Yeah. You know, he talked to people and the, the person was like, yeah, sorry, I just, you know, uh, I, I, you know we, we didn't need another animation. Right, it was like that level of like, yeah, yeah just, just gone, yeah. done. And how he felt really, really... Computer says no. Yeah, he went back to Australia and kind of got depressed and was feeling really sad for himself and then was feeling bad because he was he's like, why am I feeling sad? I've been paid a huge amount of money to spend four years of my life doing a thing and, you know, you know, I'm incredibly privileged and yet here I am having a little cry. <laughs> it's almost literally how he sort of describes yeah. it. So, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah. But, but how, there you but go. How, Out of, right. how complete they, was the they, they were They were into the animation phase. So it wasn't just like storyboarding and stuff. I think they'd recorded voices. They were doing. So they were quite far. They were, yeah, they were into like the rendering phase. That you know of like you know, let, you know how do we do the textures of the fur yeah, yeah. of the characters and blah 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 because they're all like animal characters. Oh, okay. so I, yeah, I didn't mention that, but okay. Uh, a detail, okay. I guess. Okay. Well, we're never going to know, right? Because they never got around to finish. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, animations take you know five years or something. Three, yeah, yeah. Five years. To yeah, absolutely. Together, right? Yeah, because but the first thing you do is you you record the. Yeah. So they were four years in, right? So they wow. were massively. You know, massively into it, and it still it didn't make it, even though it was you know it was ostensibly going to be you know really big for Australia, right? You know, uh, you know, 
very much an Australian film about Australia with Australians in and yeah. that kind of stuff. And it was it just got, sounded it, very promising and just yep, game wow. over. So, Weird. Yeah, you go. Yep. Okay. That well, is it. In in the same vein, but not quite the same vein. So we kind of talked about films in the movie. There's another film that Robert Rodriguez mm. directed Desperado. Uh Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. Yep. Yeah, I've seen a few films. Yep. He's right. he, oh Spy Kids, but we're not talking about Oh, Spy and Spy Kids two and Spy Kids and, Three. And, and Spy Kids Four and, <laughs> and something probably some Tarantino uh, like he's been Tarantino, uh, he's like been Tarantino adjacent. Machete or Mach- something. I think yeah, yeah, he was doing the Machete somewhere. stuff. He also was in one of the um he did recorded there was a grindhouse thing with different stories and he was in yeah. one of them anyway um he just directed a film and it's called a uh, hundred years and it's a short film it's got john malkovich in it and it was basically it's a remy martin cognac commercial <laughs> but it's been sealed in a vault wow and we won't be able to watch it until um 2115 excuse me yeah so they made the film in 2015, but it takes 100 years for apparently for a bottle of Remy Martin cognac to be hit its prime. So they've made a film, which is a sci-fi film, but they've locked it away in a vault and you can't watch it until 2115. When everyone involved will be dead. By, by, by some time, yes. So it is a film that will be So released. this is, in, this, did they know this going in? Yes. Is this inten- intentionally? Yes, this is intentionally. So this, this is, is like a marketing gimmick. It is an art installation yeah <laughs> basically yeah so um, it's kind of like I admire it in the same time it's absolutely bonkers okay well I mean I'm gonna just gonna turn off the bonkerness now do you know do you know who wrote and stars in it no no John Malkovich <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't. okay but anyway yeah I have to give it to them a company that's willing to put in a hundred year span yeah. advertising. Well, they're campaign. already putting a hundred years into the making the making the, the yeah. news. So yeah. I suppose they could just I guess that's your timeline. And that's the whole that point. Is is so it takes weird. Years for it to be made. Apps. Wow. But, um, the plot's on the plot's completely I'm, unknown I'm, to everyone, but I'm apparently fine. it's been it's been billed as an experimental science fiction film. Uh oh. Yeah, which means <laughs> it's going to be barmy. Not that it's, I'm never going to see it. I'm going to be long gone by then. Yeah. So 21... 2115. It's yeah. 100 and... Uh, it's 90... Yeah, something yeah, away. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's every chance that no one will see it because no one will be around well, yeah. at that time. Well, I mean, in theory, your grandchildren will probably see it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm, Not okay. quite. Your great-grandchildren probably would definitely see it. And then my look at it and go, what the hell is this? Who's John Markovich? Yeah. I kind of get it. At the same time, I find it, like, deeply frustrating. Yes. It's so, like it's like it's like the itch you can't scratch. Yeah, it's very weird. I wish I didn't know about that now. Oh, I'm okay. gonna die well, d- disappointed. Sh- shall we? Can we? Can we address the Kevin Spacey one and then can we just move on? Sure. Just, so, just right. Speed run that one. I will. Netflix spent forty million dollars on a film which had Kevin Spacey in it, and it was a movie about Gore Vidal. Okay. Um, yeah, I can totally see him do it with Kevin Spacey. With Kevin Spacey. Called, called it out. Um, yeah. Basically, it, it's written from the point of view of a guy who meets Gore Vidal in Italy, and it's all about him. Um, but it it goes a bit weird because it all goes a bit... It kind of suggested that Gore Vidal is kind of grooming this young gentleman. Uh-oh. But that person's played by Kevin Spacey. And, Uh-oh. And at which point, this was about... Few, this was just been completed and then the whole house of cards came 
like actually come tumbling down yep. and Kevin's got into very and ba- basically Netflix just went no 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 and hit the massive eject yeah. button yeah. and that film is now shelved indefinitely yes <laughs> now <laughs> yeah. I, there's you more, don't say there's more details about oh they this. probably wrote that one off for tax purposes faster Instant. than you can you there's can other believe. there's other things in this film that I'm not going to say yeah, on here just, because okay, it gets it, it gets extreme. The film itself is unsavoury and you go, ooh, uh, not sure I want to watch that. And but then, then they go, oh yeah, and also the guy in it is this guy. And you go, nope, wow. nope, nope, nope. So it was extremely noped by yeah, them. Yeah. And basically it's shelved. So this was in, yeah, this was uh, a few years back, basically shelved and it's gone. So, I gone. mean, they could still release it. But no one in their right mind would go. Not right. for a hundred years. Yeah, it might, maybe maybe put a, maybe put it in the put it in the same bottle as the that Robert Rodriguez film, and you might. But even a hundred years, everyone's going to go. No. Well, so, it'll, it'll be history at that point. A know. very hard nope. Um. So, uh, so I've got one more film that was made, and then I can talk about films that got went. to the stage, and then everyone just went. Okay. Uh, nope. Um. So we talked earlier on about rights and how yep. you can buy the rights to something and you have to you have to give it back if it doesn't if you don't make a film within a certain amount of time. This now this will be familiar to you, but this is an episode of the podcast that we never released, which is kind of ironic really, because <laughs> it was me talking about Spider-Man a lot. Yes. And I the the basic premise of this was Sony bought the rights for Spider-Man from Marvel when Marvel were extremely strapped for cash. Mm. But if they don't make a Spider-Man film within a certain time frame, the rights automatically revert back to Marvel. Now, uh-huh. right now, that's the last thing anyone wants because Spider-Man films make a massive amount of money. Yeah. And they have come to an agreement where they can swap between. But basically, they bought... they bought Basically, they bought the Spider-Man comic, which includes all of his kind of... Um, Nemesis, nemesis. Oh, right. The, the so extended the characters. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Spider-Man like Dr. and Octopus, Dr. Octopus and... and the Sinister Six or whatever they're called. Yeah. All those. Are, they own all of that. Right. But it does explain why they were banging out Spider-Man films oh, with... Like all of, the time. Of undiminishing returns. Yes. Yeah. Which ironically came to an amazing conclusion <laughs> with... Yes. Uh, no, is no way home. No way home. Yeah, you're right. Multi multiversal. So madness. it was sort of worth it in some at some meta level. But yes. Yeah. But basically, the, the the rule would be if there isn't a Marvel, if there isn't a Spider-Man film that doesn't come out before the thirty first of December of this year, the rights go click and they go back to Marvel for no cost. At which point you are you want to get it out the door. So back in the early nineteen nineties, Marvel as a comic book franchise or a comic book um, publisher was not before doing very well. Before the MCU. Before the MCU. The first film that Marvel financed by itself was Blade. Yeah. And it did okay. Yeah. But not great. But the reason... That, that was an alright movie. Yeah, it was alright. It wasn't great, but it was alright. But the reason they started with Iron Man is because basically they had no one else to do it. They optioned out the Fantastic Four, X-Men and Spider-Man and all of the associatedness. Yeah. yeah. All of, which had hit, all of which had made being turned all into movies. Yeah. So they hadn't got anyone left, really. So that they, anyone so bankable. That anyone they could. really bankable. So they said, right, we'll start with Iron Man. But they bet the farm on it. And basically they, yeah. they financed it by, by, by basically short-selling the Iron Man 
rights to someone else. This doesn't work, and this film doesn't make, uh, okay. make the money back. The person that they you got finance from would then keep, would basically own most of Marvel. Wow, that's a yeah. Wow, it that's was an a, interesting they, bet. They yeah. bet the farm on it basically yeah. because this was the last one, and it it did really well, and therefore blah, blah blah. Which is why oh god, this is such a long episode of me. Which is why there was. When they got John Favreau in to do it, he really yeah. wanted to do it, and he said, "I want Robert Downey Jr." And they went, "There's no way in hell we are hiring Robert Downey Jr." <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you seen some of the stuff that guy did in the '90s? There's yeah. no way. And he went, "Trust me, he's going to find him." No, you have to have Tom Cruise or Leonardo DiCaprio. And he went, "No, no, no, no," and insisted on it. But yeah. on the set of Iron Man, they had a lot of restrictions around Robert Downey Jr. Like, okay, he's not allowed look toward that. But that bar, or he, they really had to keep, and he was, and he behaved himself, obviously, because he's yeah, yeah, over, but they were, they were over his issues, a... but they, they had real problems with getting him insured. Anyway, they wow. bet the farm on this. But okay. in 1992, they sold the rights to the Fantastic Four um, to a company called Constantin Film. Right. And 92. Wow. 92. Yeah. Yeah. And they were going to, um, they, they had the rights, they were going to make a Fantastic Four film, um, and basically, they realized that the rights would expire at the end of the year they were in. And this is like in September. So in set, sorry, yeah, with this three was, months this to go. Really, yeah. So it wasn't quite, well, I, I'm yeah, possibly yeah, exaggerating, but, right. but very late in the day, they suddenly realized that they didn't make a film by the end of the year that they were in. Ooh. They, they I mean, would doing lose any the film in a year is anything. aggressive. <laughs> so ever heard of a guy called Roger Corman? Oh, yeah. Schlock, yeah, yeah, Toxic yeah. Avenger. He was renowned for making extremely low budget, extremely yeah. cheap films. Yes. And they got him in Amazing. and they gave him a million dollars and said, we need you to make this film. It's going wow. to be called The Fantastic Four. You can yeah. use all the figures. Doctor Doom's in it. Yeah. Seuss, not, you can use all of those yeah. guys. But we need the film. It needs to be released in, a, in, a, in this. It needs to be ready to go by the end of the year. Right. And also, we're never going to show this film to anyone. They told him that up front. What? And then, so they started making the film, but didn't tell anyone else about it. Yeah. And they made the film, and then they basically released it once. So that the, the whole, the rights said it had to, be, had to be released. So they released it for one day only at like 11.30 in one cinema in the darkest corner of the place could find. Showed it once. Yeah. And then said, prove that they'd shown it. Right. And then they get to retain the rights for an extra year or extra amount of time. So they deliberately made a film, they deliberately made it bad, and they deliberately didn't release it. But halfway through making the film, the cast all realised this film was never going to see the light of day. <laughs> right? And they all went, what the hell? They went, okay, well, I mean, you've got to pay me anyway, so it's fine. But yeah. this film will never be released. And everyone was just like, what? So um, <laughs> so it, the film was given a million dollars. So I've got a quote from the article I read this. The, the film was made with a $1 million budget, and announcements were made via trailers and premiere reservations. But it was screeched to a halt all of a sudden when the production company telling the cast to stop any interviews about the film and just talk, just don't talk about it in general. The producer claims that Marvel wasn't happy that a low-budget version was going to be released, but they couldn't stop them because they yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, right. So they wanted the film. They wanted the film from the producer to keep it from... So they, buy, they wanted to buy the film from the rights holder so marvel wanted to buy the film from the rights holder <laughs> to stop it stop being it released being out because it was so bad wow. but the only reason it was being made was for them to hold on to the rights in the first place yeah yeah um so it had to hang be... on hang on hang on there is a whole business model here yes of acquiring rights yeah making terrible films yeah. and then and getting... holding them ransom yeah and saying <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness it's it's this is exactly this this <laughs> the story for this could be made into a film yeah if only we could secure the rights to both the Fantastic Four <laughs> and this story. 
Um, but yeah, so effectively, Amazing. they they deliberately made right. it on the cheap. Marvel tried to stop them and said, "We'll buy the film from you, but you can't yes. show it." But the film had to be screened somewhere, somewhere to so prove someone's seen this. So they put it on in a small cinema somewhere in the. Yeah. But obviously, once it's been screened, it was immediately bootlegged. Now oh. I can probably reach out and I can probably we can watch this film this evening if you want to because there are a thousand bootleg copies for this because. It was so bad, um, and they actually made it a documentary. It was called Doomed, the untold story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four, and it became a plot thread in Arrested Development. Wow. The, 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 the yeah, story yeah, of yeah. maintaining the rights. But weirdly, this is kind of a, a thing that happens, is because if you don't make it, and this is why, again, to go back to Spider-Man, this is why we had so, so many, many fast turnarounds, yeah. because... Yeah. We had the first three Spider-Man film and they mm. were going to make a fourth and Sam Raimi basically went, I don't want to do it because I don't yep. want to do the third one. Um, and then Tobey Maguire said, I don't want to do it. And they basically went, right, we have to put another Spider-Man film out in before this end point. Otherwise, mm. the rights go back to Marvel. So that's mm. why they got the Andrew Garfield one. Yeah, which and then, is the ones I've never seen. Yeah. Well, the first Because not, they came out too soon. The first one's really good. And yeah. you have to wonder. No, uh, yeah. Um, you have to wonder, though, is if they were going to I kill hear. his uncle. And, you know, if he'd say something like, you know, with great power comes great. Which he does all this. It's basically a remake. Yeah. And then they very quickly put the second the second second Spider-Man film out, yep. and then very quickly the third one, everyone just went, right, slow stop, down, just yeah. stop. And then, then there was then the whole the Marvel thing. Stuff then that's off. when Marvel started to spin up to full speed and yep. everyone went, it'd be really good to get Spider-Man back in there. And Tony went, no, we own the Spider-Man thing. Yep. It's sitting in our vault and we're going to make another Spider-Man film. And everyone goes, oh, really? Yeah. And that's when they started to do this crossover yeah. thing because basically money. Yeah, but, but some, someone, well, I guess the thing it was like, we could make our own money or we could make 10 times more money if, if we play we, nice with Marvel. Yes, if we let Spider-Man turn up in one of the Avengers films and then we can then immediately make it into another Spider-Man film, which is linked to the Marvel thing. And then let me just quick, quick get the calculator out. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Oh yeah, that's going to make us a billion dollars. Yeah. Someone so, is probably feeling very, very justified in the decision they made yes. there. But the right. other, so the other thing that comes in, and God, this is a very long conversation, but I hope, it, I hope everyone's still listening to this. Yes, um, is there the, anyone there? Everyone's still there. Kind of no, it's, it's, it's really interesting stuff, but it's such a complicated story. But the other thing that, um, so Fantastic Four was sold to Fox and X-Men was sold to Fox, which yeah. is why the Fantastic Four and the X-Men haven't turned up. But you may remember that the, that Reed Richards turned up in Doctor Strange. Yes, because a Disney, Reed Richards. Because Disney yeah. bought Fox. Yeah, oh, spoilers, but Disney, everyone's it's okay. Yeah, when yeah. Disney bought, bought Fox, all of the uh, rights that they owned came back to Disney, and Disney it. bought Marvel, and that means that they can now put it all back together again. Ah. So the only person, the only piece of the Marvel puzzle that doesn't belong to Marvel is the Spider-Man universe, which is, over which is in still Sony. owned by Sony, but they are cooperating. They yeah. don't have to, but they reckon that one of the reasons that Disney, because Disney bought Marvel for yeah. like a gazillion pounds, and then they reckon that one of the big reasons they bought Fox is they weren't interested in the news side or anything like that. They wanted Fox. They wanted the rights. For the X-Men and the Fantastic yeah. Four back. And they're, and, definitely, and they're definitely slowly spinning that up with some of the TV series Exactly, stuff. yeah. So they can yeah. bring it all back together again, which is kind of really interesting. Yep. So there's all the films that were made now yeah. let's take a quick break and let's talk about films that weren't made because some of them are going to blow your mind
okay, memo to me. Sting 2 is very high energy state. Okay, we can't use Sting 2 very often because that's like a bit, whoa. When we need it. Hopefully that's a jolt of audio caffeine for everybody. Right, so a couple of films that I also caught my eye in my research that really really interested me. Um, The first one, again, we've mentioned Darren Darren Aronofsky a few times bits a few times yeah um he was involved in june back in the day before david lynch got his hands on it and then before it all kind of went on again but he was also he got tapped up in 1998 to reboot batman so if you remember right now where is that post that yeah because it was like 89 was the first was the first batman was 89 but that was um oh who's the director um tim burton tim burton thank you then he did batman returns yep and then we got Joel Schumacher, who did Batman Forever with Val Kilmer. Now, that was like mid-90s, mid-90s. wasn't it? Yeah. And then we had George let's, Clooney let's as forget, Batman. Let's forget. Now, then we had, we had Joel Schumacher for the fourth film. Yeah. George Clooney as Batman, Chris O'Donnell as Robin, Arnold Schwarzenegger as... as Dr. Victor Freeze. Freeze. Yeah. yeah. And it basically and was... Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. And yeah. it bombed because it, went, yeah. it was super camp and it was all... She's le- trying to kill you, Dick. Dick. Yes. It's the only thing I remember from that film, uh, really. It's oh, and terrible... Holy Rested... Be- Holy, Holy Rested... Rested... No, no, that was in the, that was in that the, third, the third one. one. That was the third one. Yeah. At that point, everyone went, oh, get... basically, the yeah. quality of the films went from, from here, he said, raising his hands in a way of the water kind of way, and then went... Oh, yes. So they completely bombed the franchise. Uh, Bruce... Um, so hard. George Clooney got banned from going to Comic-Con. They banned him from Comic-Con. <laughs> and every time he turns up... Yeah, and every time he turns up, he always publicly apologizes for being involved in that film. That film crashed, yeah. it crashed a lot of crews. So but hard. It also crashed. Did he, I think we went to see it together, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure, and it sucked. Oh my. It was awful. I've never gone back to watch it again, because no, no, I should I, be, I, talking about things that should be locked in a vault for at least 100 years, years yeah. right? Yeah. Oh. So it. So you took the Batman franchise, yep. and you utterly crashed it into yep. the side of a mountain. Hard. So at which point, they wanted to reboot it. And basically what they did is they wanted, so they got the rights to Frank Miller's Batman Year One, yep. which is a really good Batman comic. Yep. And they tried to make it. Mm-hmm. With Aronofsky. Just, um, basically with Aronofsky, but it was going to be like a, basically, you've seen the Batman, right? Yes. Like the new one yeah, with yeah. Rob Patton. They tried to make that, that. in 1997, okay. but it was super dark. Yeah. It was super violent. It was going to be R-rated. And there wasn't going to be much merch involved in it, and they basically said, <laughs> and they basically said, no, you can't do this. We want right. something a little bit, a little bit not darker, right. a little bit lighter than that. Yeah. So they shelved the project, mm. and effectively they left it alone for a good so amount. It, was, a, it of time. was sort of ahead of its time. It was. It was because the, the the pitch he put in was like, it, he's going to be. There's no. There's no flying. There's no Batmobile. There's no gadgets. It's just yeah. him. Just it's just him beating the crap out and of people big on a boots. rain rain soaked. <laughs> Gotham that's super yeah. dark and everyone just went no that's like, like Frank Miller's MO though but, right you know <laughs> yeah basically yeah but effectively they basically said no it's it's not so then um so, so he kind of said he kind of put pitched this to them and basically kind of said there's no way they're going to go for this and basically they said no we're not going to go for that we want something we want we want to have a Burger okay. King promotion but but Aronofsky <laughs> used it as a way to basically further his career right because then he could say oh i was involved in the batman film uh, and they went, oh which one he goes oh i never and so it made him it yeah. kind of made a name for him but he got even going in he kind of knew that it was it was never going to be a thing yeah. so but they still spent some money on it though they would have hired him they would have spent 
Yeah, they'd have done visualizations. A, a little or, bit of that, a couple of concept drawings and stuff, but it yeah. didn't get off the drawing right. board. Yeah. But they still would have spent like probably a couple of million on it yeah. Yeah. just to get the people involved and just to kind of get the time and the, yep. the, the space and Flying people around and for effectively meetings. they then just went no and they shelved it and then five years later they gave it to Christopher Nolan yeah. who decided to do Batman Begins which is kind of slightly lighter on the same thing but slightly lighter but definitely on a scale of Clooney <laughs> <laughs> to, Clooney to Pattinson, right? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah, yeah. towards the. It's yeah. definitely towards the Pattinson. The direction side. of travel has since the since like uh, yeah. it's definitely been one direction for Batman since uh, the the since low the days of the night, the clean yeah. days. It's like it's got it's, it's dark, dark, it's darker, darker, darkest, and now you can't see it. Yeah, it's, it's that so dark. dark. But yeah, so really, kind of a, another one, but. Um, yeah, that was quite weird. And then another weird one that popped up is, have you ever, ever heard of a Ridley Scott film called The Train? No. So it was supposed to be a dystopian horror film and it was, it was about a group of passengers on a futuristic train being hunted by some monster on a train. Basically, he's alien on a, on a train. train. Yeah. And he did, this in, he did this after Blade Runner, but the design of the train was going to be by hr giger <laughs> of course of yeah, course yeah yeah so it was, that going, was to going to be, be really weird it was going to be really really weird um so it was through carol carol co who did a lot of kind of films back in the 90s and basically they um they left the, he left the project and it's kind of rolled on but then it kind of they tried to get it back up and running again to call it a new film called isobar don't know why they called it after a uh, thing that you find on a weather forecasting yeah. map, but it was going to have Sylvester Stallone and Kim Bassinger in it, and it was going to. This is, this is peak nineties, peak nineties, directed by Roland Emmerich. Of course, right? But it never just it just been it's it been just, development hell. It never got anywhere. It just again they spent loads of money. Also on, it. on a train. Also on a train being hunted okay. by a monster. But okay, but so yeah. if you take the monster out, you've basically got Snowpiercer, right? Which yeah. Which we had, which was sort of uh, that was a Chris Evans film around and uh, yeah. sort of 2015, 2016 yeah, sort of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it was. Have you, yeah. you seen it? Yeah, or, I've, I've there's not, the TV. I've seen the TV show. Yeah. I've seen the first. I I gave up on it after a while because mm. it just got really just. Mm. But I watched the first season of it, and it's really just, it's yeah. We watched the, we watched the film and then the yeah. the, the TV series. The but, film, I think the film's a bit better. It, it it's shorter. It's shorter. <laughs> the TV the TV series is definitely well. The thing is, the trouble with TV series is they never want them to end these days, right? No, true, and therefore, true. The, the movie had a very right. You've got people who are trapped at the back. back they want to get to the, the front. front. It's it's like it's like a it's a horizontal version of the raid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's probably and it's probably better for it. Better for it. Yeah. For sure. Um, right. Well, next, we need to talk about Lord of the Rings. Lord. Of the Rings! Excellent. Um, Hang on, there was a, a Lord of the Rings film not made. Lord of the Rings! Stop saying it. <laughs> I fell into that yes. completely. Um, you've heard of J.R.R. Tolkien's epic saga. I, it's, 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 been, it's been on my mind yeah, have you, <laughs> at have, times. Have you watched Rings of Power? I have watched do we, Rings do we, of do Power. Talk, do we, do we, don't, let's, we haven't got time to talk about that. No, no, no. Um, well, I, I made you watch a very funny internet thing. Maybe we'll plug that later. But okay. yeah, uh, yes, I have watched it. No, we do not need to talk about Good. it. Good. So before they made the Peter Jackson films, mm. um, which was made a huge effort and is probably still reasonably considered to be peak 
rings. Pete this? Tolkien. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the this... Hobbit. Everything again. It's sort of like yeah. It, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. For for those of you who are, for those of you listening, uh, yeah. As soon as you mention this whole uh, Lord of the Rings thing, then it's, Lord it's of the Rings. Every time you mention it, then your brain starts to explode on the grounds that there's so much stuff to talk about. It's like yeah. starting me on on three Dizing TVs or the rights that Sony have for Spider Man. But yes, yeah. The three films are considered generally widely considered really good. Yes. The Hobbit, not so much. Not definitely not so much. Yeah. And then the Rings of Power is very, very divisive, but Indeed. definitely not, still less. In fact, some, I think the purists think the very first of the three, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings! Right, I'm saying that. <laughs> okay. The, the first one is actually the peak, the and, then they, they, and then the second and third aren't as good as the aren't first good. one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, long answer. Is yes. Yeah. I mean, effectively, they yeah. nailed it, right? Yes. But before then, then Ralph Bashke did a animation version. Yes. Which was rotoscoped and had all kinds of... And stopped of, about a third of the way in they because just they just ran, ran out of money and time. They just yes. had to stop drawing it. Yeah. But back in the 60s... In the 60s? Oh, yes. You might want to strap in for this. Back in the 60s, there was a... Now, okay, I don't know how... Are you quite good on 60s music? Um, yeah, right. There was a band in the sixties, um, and they were quite popular. They were from Liverpool, and they were called the Beatles. The Beatles. Oh, the Beatles. The Beatles. Heard of them? The, the, the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, yeah. The Beatles basically made a couple of good films. They made Help, and they made um, uh, another. They made other Yellow, films. Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine. No, at the end of the sixties, they did that. that oh, was okay. that yeah, was they weren't. Yeah, that was weird. that was really. Um, but they made help and it did really, yeah. really well in yes. the 60s. And the Beatles really got into film. So they wanted to adapt. They wanted to make Lord of the Rings. They wanted to make Lord of the Rings? Yeah. No So way. They, they approached... So th this is a really good example of, of um, a, re a really bad idea being stopped. So the first thing, <laughs> the first thing they did was sense, the plan. Sense. So the, they all loved the books. The plan was it was Paul McCartney was going to be Frodo. Yeah. Ringo Starr was going to be Sam... Sam Gamgee. Oh, how, how, oh, the Beatles stop, are in it. Sorry. The, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> did I not mention that? <laughs> so, so, the Beatles... Uh, wanted to buy, uh, who the Beatles, who? who was so, who? the Beatles wanted to buy the rights for yeah, the film. Yeah, so, and they, they could in the be. Film. Yeah, they could be in the film. So, Paul McCartney was going to be Frodo. Of course, yeah. Uh, Ringo Starr was going to be Samwise. Okay, yeah. George so, Harrison was going to be Gandalf. And John Lennon wanted to be Gollum. Oh, they weren't all hot? <laughs> Okay, that's no. amazing. Don't, don't stop. So they tapped up a director to do it. And you know they tapped up? No. Stanley Kubrick. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, not. Oh, that that has just, that has just, um, yeah, I need to reboot my brain. So um, Stanley Kubrick was approached to see if he wanted to direct it. And he basically said no, because he was working on his own film called 2001. And he thought that it might be a bit complicated. <laughs> This is the guy who built an anti, who built his own whirling spaceship on a set to simulate gravity, and even yeah. he went, "No, I'm not touching Lord of the Rings. That looks a bit, that looks a bit complicated." <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. Um, oh um, my goodness! Basically, um, the next thing they did was um, they went to uh, they went to the person who owned the rights at the time for Lord of the Rings was was Tolkien. Right. So they went to him and pitched the idea of buying the rights off, and yeah. basically he went, uh, "No." get out and basically just refused even just just even think about it and just went do one so yeah. yeah basically kicked him out of the house which i think is amazing yeah yeah 
So that's... <laughs> that is, wow. I'm going to wake up like thinking about that in the middle of the night because it's, like, it's, it's like just a, like, it's like a cheese dream isn't it it's just are you sure you didn't just roll some dice to come up with like some story dice for I, some random i i do not know it's <laughs> unbelievable right i've yeah. got right i've got one more and then we're, we're gonna okay because we've we've this has been a bit of a special episode because we've oh one, my we've got one more that this is which is no, we've got two more. No, <laughs> no we've got two more. Got right, two, okay, I, I, forgot about, uh, I forgot about the last one. The last one's the amazing because we already talked about the last one, but we need to bring it back because I need to remind you that that was a thing that actually okay, happened. Okay, come on then. Come on. Right. Following the enormous critical and commercial success of Gladiator, yes, the studio went, we'd really like to do Gladiator 2, yep. Electric Boogaloo, yep. and they went, okay, Russell Crowe, uh, was approached to do it yeah. and then they said okay yeah let's go for it and then they got nick cave australian musician nick cave to write a script for it now there's a couple of problems with that sentence yeah but one of them is if you remember gladiator getting russell crowe in gladiator 2 is going to be a problem because yeah i don't know he died at the end of gladiator oh yeah so they wanted to make gladiator 2. i was thinking like what film did russell crowe go on to make next was he not available no no no, no the character's the character dead. dies so yeah. the character now hang the on that has not stopped other movie franchises from uh, sorting things out so yeah okay but but yeah he he I mean, did he have a twin brother the whole <laughs> the whole point of this is that you know the film oh by the way spoilers for gladiator from 19 or 2000 <laughs> but he dies in the end yeah Okay. Also, you know, he was a ghost all along. It's an iceberg. Um, I guess I was through that at the same time. Anyway, so he dies at the end. So they got Nick Cave in, involved. Nick Cave, right. like extremely morbid yeah, yeah, musician, yeah. Australian musician, to write a script. And basically, um, the, 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 the pitch was that it would all be about Maximus in the hereafter, in, in the afterlife, battling a god to earn his place in heaven or Elysium as the as they would call it what yeah so it would be an it would be oh right so 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 staring down the, the your lead character's dead yeah and leaning into it yeah and go right now that he's dead, dead. what gonna, happened next gonna, yeah we're gonna follow him in, wow. the, in the hereafter we're that gonna follow is... him in the afterlife do you know what actually i have to say that is a brave call and i respect that yeah and i kind of wish they'd gone gone through with it do you know do you know we didn't respect it <laughs> the people who own who had the money, Crow and oh, right. everyone involved in the film, who basically just went <laughs> everyone else. No, okay, um, yeah. So yeah, so basically they said no. I mean, um, <laughs> Caves later admitted he said he just knew on every level that he just he wrote the script because it was a bit of a giggle, and he knew that they were just going to go <laughs> no, but he still got paid for it though. So they said here's a maximum respect. Here's a hundred grand. Can you write Gladiator two? And he went yeah, okay, okay. So the first problem is he's dead. It's not a problem, mate. I've got yeah. a solution to that. That is good lack We thinking. open, we open yeah. on the underworld. <laughs> yes. Right? Maximus wakes up, pulls yeah. the sword out of his chest and goes, oh, I appear alive. No, you're not alive, mate. You're in the yeah. hereafter. And then he goes off and kills a god in order to earn his place. And you go, yeah. No, no. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> they, bad call. Bad call. You bad wanna, you wanna watch call. That. Yes. But apparently they are still work. This It's still being noodled on. So obviously what, they, a gladiator they, gladiator two so gladiator two um when last checked gladiator two was still kind of in the works and it's been there's a new script for it now it's no longer in the underworld no idea um 
where Russell Crowe's going to be in it, or there's just going to be like a different set of characters, or he's going well, to, there was like he's an old re, he's going to regenerate at the end. Yeah, or something. okay. If we just ignore the fact that he's dead, there was like the old ex gladiator in Gladiator, right? You remember he he sort of he goes and ends up gladiating. Yes, and like there's like um, uh, Oliver Reed yeah. played like yeah. some old guy, yeah. so he'd probably nope. be doing the Oliver Reed no nope. role. He gets killed in Gladiator as well. The Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed gets no, no, I'm saying like let's oh. imagine the. Decius Maximus, whatever his name commander is, of the, commander of the army. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he isn't dead or whatever. Really. We, okay. we can sort of skip around that, right? Imagine. Okay. So, but it's so, now so it's many years so just, later. Just, just to clarify, we're yeah. just going to brush over the whole he died at the end thing. Yeah, just going to yeah. move on. Okay, fine. I mean, yeah, given that, yeah, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Then but Russell Crowe's, you know, somewhat older now. He could play the mentor the trainer guy. Guy, he, right. that's that's where he can so it'd be, be a little now. bit like Creed then. So you'd bring you'd bring oh, yeah. Stallone back yeah. to be the mentor yeah. for the new boxer. Yeah, yeah, right. Except great plan, love it. But there's a couple of minor drawbacks. Okay, one, he dies at the end of Gladiator. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So provided yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you can wash over the whole permanent, it's just a the, flesh wound. The permanence and existential issues with being dead. Yeah. Then yeah, I mean you could easily. When you say he died. Like how much did, he, did he I can't Didn't remember? How much did he, he die? He, he, he died how, a lot. How dead was he? he? I mean, he's. I mean, it's not like Princess Pride. He wasn't mostly dead. I okay. mean, he's all dead. Okay. The only thing he do right. at that point is, you know, check his check his uh, pockets for a loose change. I mean, he's he's dead. He is he is brown okay. bread. He is simply red. He is D E D dead. Okay. I, I'm not sure I'm liking this negative energy you're bringing to the uh, <laughs> to the workshop here. <laughs> Optimism. Too much stop energy. Let's oh. let's think what we can do with this. No, this isn't improvisation. Oh, he's dead. Yes, and no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, no, but that's that's the Nick Cave thing. Yes, and yes, then and. this he's is what he did next. Okay, all right. Okay, listen, it, we have to. Okay, we got to got to close off, Bear. But we have to talk about one more film that has to be mentioned whenever you talk about films that didn't make it. Development hell because it has everything we want. It has Kevin Smith writing the script. It has giant mechanical spiders. Ooh. It has the last son of Krypton. And it has oh. Nicholas freaking Cage in it. Let's talk about Superman Lives. Ooh. A film so infamous. There are now, I think, more has been written about this than probably some wars. On the grounds that this is an, an amazing, an amazing film. This, this took on a life of its own. And Warner Brothers sunk a colossal amount of money into this film because we talked about this ages ago another interesting thing about films is sometimes you get people and we did this a while back we did pay or play so you'd hire someone to be in your film and whether the film makes it or not you'll still have to pay them the x gazillion that they want you to pay yeah so they paid nicholas yeah. Cage. oh yeah yeah so, sorry yeah yeah so billy d williams was um Lando Carusian yep. in Star Wars. He was paid, he was hired to be in the first Batman film. He was going to be Harvey Dent. Mm. And they optioned him mm. for sequels for this. And then they got to the third film and they wanted... Um, oh, Harvey... Uh, not Harvey Keitel. What am I talking about? No, no, no. no. Uh, jo, uh, uh, yeah, I know. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Oh, yeah. God, my entire brain stopped working as well. Yeah. Yeah. Only because I said Harvey and I just threw me off. Yeah, yeah. But they wanted Tommy Lee Jones instead. So they yeah. basically gave Billy D. Williams an amount of money not, not to be in the film 
They said, here's some money. We would like you to not go anywhere yeah. near this film, please. And he went, thank you very much. And this was the third Batman? The third Batman. Yeah, yeah, so I think he made the right choice. He did. He made the right choice, but he made money. So um, they don't know exactly how much they paid Nick Cage to not be Superman. Mm. But reports vary from anywhere between 10 and $20 million. Wow. Right? <laughs> so they... And yet the guy's still working hard. You know? Absolutely. He's got, he's got the ethic. Anyway. So you've or seen you've he, seen the costume of Nick Cage yes, with the long hair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Was he going to have the long hair, or was that just what the I hair he had at the time? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think probably the the that was some costume. It was amazing. Very shiny. It was a super shiny kind of like mm. like vinyl. super muscly. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, um, but they wrote the script um, several times. They. Um, Hired Kevin Smith to do a draft on it, which mm-hmm. he's endlessly dined out on in a very tedious <laughs> way for like 20 years. They put loads of money into it. They got a director. They got um, Nick Cage on board for everything. They did a huge number of screen tests and they did some pre-visualizations. This is the guy. And then the guy who was one of the producers was insistent on having a giant metal spider. Is it the metal spider guy? It's the metal from spider West. guy from Wild, Wild West. From yeah. Wild, Wild West. That, no it's that way. guy. But he insisted. That was his only thing. He was he was ride or die for a giant metal spider that someone had to, had to fight. At now, hang end. on. Um, this was before Wild Wild West. This was before Wild uh, Wild West. This okay. was a couple he, of years before. Before he got out of this. But system. if you remember at the end of Man of Steel yeah. with Henry Cavill, what does he fight at the end I of Man of Steel? I don't. I've not Is seen it a it. giant metallic spider oh that's firing dubstep into? It's very strange. Um, anyway, this that guy, same guy. I, well, no, because he was he was attached as a producer. So once you're attached as a producer yeah. to the project, it's difficult to get rid of you because yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been in it since the beginning, and you're going to get paid anyway. So every so every time you try that to, guy, that guy, every time you start a film, you have to take on it. So when they finally made the next Superman film, yeah. which was which would have been, um, oh, I don't care, um, Brian Singer, <laughs> Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Had all the producers that started with all the producers oh and all God. the financial baggage of the Nick Cage vehicle. Wow! So that film had to come out of the gate, had to make an extra thirty million just to just cover to break off. even to cover off the costs that have already been sunk into making a film that's got nothing to do with this yeah. film, but Amazing. it's all been attached on that side. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, but the reason it did is because why did it? Why, why, why did, did it, it fail? Not, yeah, why did we not see it? So it was it was amassing huge amounts of money before they'd even like put anything to film. Yeah. They, the only thing that exists is a a very short screen test of Nick Cage yeah. in the Superman suit. That's the yeah. only film they, they that's the only wow. footage they managed to film. And they burned everything um, else. And no, it didn't make anything else. It got to the point um there was a huge amount of um sunk budget to it. Basically Warner Brothers got cold feet because they had they had a string of very badly performing films right they had big budget films that didn't go anywhere uh, okay and they basically went right this film's already cost us too big a bet x million um and it's going to cost us probably another 200 million to get it out the door yeah. um let's just let's just write off write it off and pull our pull our yeah. our budget now rather than risk bringing this film out but i'd like to think that somewhere out there in the multiverse that film got made and i'd love to see it because nick cage's superman would be amazing <laughs> but yes um uh, fire up the stick right not sting two not sting two 
Oh, I'm liking the extended editions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. I'm, I'm getting used to it now. Good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's been a really long episode. We've, oh we've, my goodness, that was epic. It was just, yeah, I think it was deserving so of the music. But yeah, it, it occasionally um, I'll find this kind of subject and it does require just a huge amount of talking about it because it's mm. just so just, just completely it's really there. interesting it's really uh, good it's um, but it does show you like the you know the business in show business right mm. and, and the fact that like you know it could be that the studios having other bad films can hot can sink yeah. something that hasn't even you know there's barely even started yeah, yeah it's it's insane it's just absolutely crazy and then you look at some of these films and you kind of go why why did someone think that was a good idea? Mm. That's a really bad well, idea. I think I think someone I think they said, you know, of Hollywood <laughs> no one knows anything. anything yeah. No one knows what's gonna be successful yeah. and what's not. So I think maybe in hindsight it's easy to look back and go, of course that was a terrible decision, but no one knows anything. Yeah, so absolutely you know. and it's it's also it kind of underlines the um the reason we have so many sequels and franchises now, because there's no risk involved. Safe. It's yeah. safe because if you liked the previous 25 superhero bash films, you'll probably like number 26 film, which is called superhero bash part three, this time the building explodes. Yeah. Um, so which is, which is, yeah, but yeah, making an original, but making a massive budget film from scratch is, mm -hmm. uh, as you can see, has always been a bit weird, but um, yeah, I think Russell Crowe characters being dead, is probably the least silly on that. The Beatles <laughs> trying to option, oh my goodness option Lord of the Rings is insane. Mm. Um, I temporarily switched Legion's Lord of the Rings thingy off. Oh, just thank the, you, because it was getting a bit scary. Just a, bit, just a bit, just a bit, and also I don't need me doing a Nick because that's me doing a Nick Cage impression of Viggo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings. We don't need that. That's a that's a level of of referential yeah. stuff that was just way too deep. I feel like I'm Inception now, and we're like on, on the ski slope. Um, where was I? Yes. <laughs> Trying to wrap up. Trying to wrap up. Yeah. So yeah, completely weird, but it's, it's sometimes we, we kind of find these things and they have to be discussed. So thank you for staying with us person who's still listening to the podcast. We will be back to a probably normal schedule in N weeks time. Yes. Um, we've probably got two more podcasts before we hit the, uh, end of the year. So yep. we do need to do our standard run up and see who's made the most money yeah um spoiler alert i think it might be michelle yeah um and then have a look at what's coming up we're going to do a final uh, trailer review we haven't even talked about the fact that we're doing bad film club mm. on the 12th of november we're going to deliberately watch the mummy talking about franchises that didn't go anywhere yeah the mummy's a really good example of that so we'll talk about that next time um anything else before i hit the outro button let's get the hell out of here all right <laughs>